0: Warning. Pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long runtime as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cockfistsels and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of fourteen. If you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy
1: with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 175. There's already like 7 million. by the cool kids. It,
2: it, it's a trap.
1: Good to toss it, it, Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can it, let's embrace it. Tupperware parties. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover counterculture pushed over. Pop culture. Leftover. And we the uncool kids. What should this day has already been said? Leftover. Pretty sure only talent is the band that sings. Leftovers. Are are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two,
0: one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm
2: Jake and we're the the leftovers
0: yay and we're doing it over (laughs) Skype because Jake you're you're coming down with some strep throat
2: yeah I believe that is the case yeah it's self-diagnosis so far but we'll we'll find out later
0: yeah I don't want to find out so that's why I was like dude I'm not coming into town we're gonna record this over Skype I don't want to get fucking sick
2: no I don't blame you I don't blame you I didn't want to get anyone sick either yeah yeah or at least you guys, maybe some people.
0: Exactly, yeah. Spread that virus around. I don't need it right now. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it's episode 175. 175 episodes, Jake. That's pathetic.
2: <sighs> that's crazy, that's crazy. I'm not a big fan of celebrating things when they're like at the 25 or the 75.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really, Jake? It doesn't sound like you.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not fucking. I'm not i I'm not like asking for a fucking celebration.
2: Okay, I'm just making sure because I'm in no. no mood for a heavy, 175th episode.
0: No, what are the hey? You here. go back. You go. You go back two episodes, and I'm saying, hey guys, it's uh, episode 173. You know, there's no difference here. I just said it's 175. Okay. You okay. No, you're, you're 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 quick to jump on me.
2: Making sure, making sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: God, you act <laughs> like I, no. You're acting like I'm fucking uh, throwing up party poppers and streamers and shit.
2: <laughs> I, I, I can't see you. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's episode one seventy five. Whoopty shit. All right. Yeah. No,
2: no celebration.
0: No celebration. Moving along. Who gives a fuck? We've accomplished nothing. Anyway. Uh, Jake, you recently were on, uh, the second episode of Legion with me, Legion the Podcast, so.
2: Oh, that's true. That's true. It yeah. was, it was fucking hella fun.
0: Yeah. Was that your first, like, recap? I mean, we've recapped tons of shit on this thing before, but that, was that your first official, like, recap show?
2: Yeah, I think so. The first time I've, like, been on a podcast where it's just, we're talking about this one episode of TV. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think, like, our episode went longer than the actual episode. That's, that usually happens with our, uh, podcasts when we talk about, like, a movie too, you know, like, uh. Talk about, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then we talk about it for three fucking hours. <laughs> yeah, I find that hilarious. The <laughs> podcast that's longer than the actual movie. Yeah, I mean when you're breaking down scenes and stuff like that, there's a lot to talk about, you know.
2: Yeah, oh, it makes sense. It makes sense. You yeah. can't give all that information as fast as the movie can. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: there's a guy. I just want to throw this out there. There's a guy on YouTube now, and he's doing this thing. Where uh, he uh, every day he's going to eat a picture of Jason Seagal, the actor from uh, How I Met Your Mother and uh, you know uh, Freaks and Geeks. He's going to eat a picture of Jason Seagal every day until Jason eats a picture of him.
2: Wow, how many days has he gone strong with? I this?
0: I think this is like his third day that he's been doing it. So it's just recently started, and that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. I think it'll probably catch fire because like it made the front page of Reddit. I think it'll catch fire. I'm sure Jason Seagull's probably already seen it, you know? Yeah. But, like, how long is this going to go on before Jason eats a picture of him? I, it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it'll happen. Yeah.
2: He's a good comedian. I think yeah. he'll let it go on for a few months.
0: Absolutely. It's kind of boring, though. It's, it's, it's a cute little gimmick and shit, and I'm actually kind of upset that I didn't think of it. But, you know, on the flip side, there's not a lot of entertainment to it. It's basically just four minutes of a guy eating a picture. It takes four minutes. Yeah, It took about four minutes. I didn't watch the whole fucking thing. I like watched maybe like the first minute, and I was just like, "Okay, yeah, it's a guy eating a picture of a man. Okay, whatever." But I'm not.
2: <laughs> how know, big? How big are these pictures? Are they like magazine pages? Well,
0: I think I don't think it's like he's actually. Uh, I think it's just like an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper that he prints off of his printer.
3: Okay,
0: so it's not like he's eating like real Polaroid, like a real professional headshot or some shit. <laughs> So. That's crazy. Is he going to get creative with it or is it just going to be the same thing every time? Is he going to like add ketchup to it, like mustard, shit like that? You know what I mean? Or is yeah, he just... do, it
2: to, do it to different soundtracks. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Play it backwards one
0: time. I honestly hope Jason Seagal never fucking eats a picture of him. I hope this guy like on his last day on earth is eating a picture of Jason Seagal and gets like no satisfaction.
2: Yeah. I gotta assume if that's the case he'll he'll die because of eating all these pieces of paper. <laughs> yeah.
0: This will be like they should do what what was that movie? Supersize me where uh he, he ate all the fucking uh, Morgan Spurlock ate all the McDonald's food. <laughs> yeah. This guy's doctors telling him, Hey man, I don't think you should do this. Like you you're not you're not supposed to pass all this paper through your colon with the ink and all that
2: stuff. <laughs> tweeting out like medical records to jason seagull
0: yeah maybe it'll kill him and there'll be like a netflix documentary about this dumbass <laughs> <laughs> who died from eating uh jason Segal photos anyway this is stupid dude fuck you know what yeah like we're gonna celebrate this like well <laughs> like were you seriously if this is your first episode and we're talking about 175 and uh and i and i was talking about celebrating our podcast like we're talking about eating pictures of Jason Seagull. Like, who the fuck is celebrating this, Jake? This is stupid.
2: Yeah, good point, good point. Yeah. I'm settled down on it.
0: All right, good. All right, we're going to jump into our uh, iTunes reviews for this week. Yeah, yeah. iTunes. If it's one star five,
3: we don't give a fuck because we really love to hear-
0: All right. This week in iTunes reviews, uh, we got uh, one iTunes review. It's a five star. It's from Big Hank. Big Hank. Big Hank, and it's titled "Hey." <laughs> well, <laughs> hey to you too, Big Hank. Hey. Not big Hank. So uh, he he puts down, uh, "You guys are funny, ha ha. You guys make me laugh." Ten out of ten. Would subject myself to this again. It comes from Big Hank.
2: No, those are those are very kind words from Big Hank.
0: Big Hank, man of small words, but thank you Big Hank.
2: Yeah. Good stuff, Big Hank.
0: Thank you. <laughs> take a nap, buddy. <laughs> Who Big Hank? Yeah, Big Hank. He's to yeah. take a nap. Go to go to sleep, buddy. I think I think he strained himself with that iTunes review.
2: Yeah. It's kind of weird he includes the laugh. Like we we get it. We don't need an example of laughter. We understand what you mean.
0: Oh, he could I mean, or he could have put LOL. Maybe like a smile, like a laughing emoji. Yeah. Would that have been better? Would you like that? <laughs> yeah, I L- think so. Would you have been critiquing that? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: what don't what
2: don't you piss and moan about, Jake? <laughs> I'm gonna piss and moan about everything this episode. <laughs> That's my emo <emma>, this episode. <laughs>
0: I'm looking forward to it.
3: <laughs> I'm, str- <laughs> I'm str- <laughs> it's,
2: it's gonna be our happiest episode ever.
0: <laughs> I'm strangely looking forward to you pissing moaning about
2: everything. So that's Yeah, this will be exciting. Yeah. I'm in a I'm in a rare mood this podcast. <laughs> oh, so fantastic. We'll, we'll see how it goes.
0: All right, let's uh let's move into our segment good pop, bad pop
1: it's time for more leftover reviews with good pop bad pop
0: good pop bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read sometimes we rate these things and if this is your first time listening to the podcast we want you to be familiar with our rating system
1: the rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party.
0: All right. So, uh, yeah, nobody wanted to join us for this episode, Jake. Nobody. I tried. I mean, I tried to get a third nobody. Frank Frank was out, and uh, I, I asked uh, I asked a few more people. They are like, no. Fuck off! I, they were just making up excuses, lies, and uh, yeah. I was like, "It's just gonna be, it's gonna be me and Jake tonight." Yeah, I, I don't blame them. We fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they were thinking of themselves. Oh my god, these fucking assholes just want to celebrate their 175th episode.
2: Yeah, and they're probably like, "Geez, I could do it for like 45 minutes, but after an hour, I'm yeah. sick of book I'm sick of this shit."
0: I know, dude. This show's like a fucking marathon, dude. It's like <laughs> it, it is. It's ridiculous. All right. First thing, Jake, did you, ha- you don't have anything, do you? <laughs>
2: no, I, I don't have fucking shit. I, I watched a couple of my, re- of my regular shows this week. I'm still watching that Hunted, mm-hmm. Celebrity, Celebrity Apprentice wrapped up. The ending of that was oh, kind of don't, boring. Yeah,
0: don't, uh, don't spoil it for me. I still got like the last 15 minutes of the penultimate and then the uh, finale. I'm going to be honest with you, man. This season's been awful. Yeah,
2: I, I I hate to agree, but I I think I do.
0: It's been awful, man. It's it's unfortunate because uh, I, I really used to enjoy this show quite a bit, and uh, I don't know, man. I I didn't like the celebrities. Actually, I got I, I really did enjoy getting to know the host of uh, American Ninja Warrior. I like that guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a quality guy. Yeah. So, the, the cast, I guess, was okay. I, I don't know. Arnold is just so blase. Yeah, yeah, and then his nephew's awful. Oh, yeah, it doesn't get <laughs> more fucking blase vanilla than that shit. Right, right.
0: I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah so like, I, I tossed this season
0: so far. Anyway.
2: Yeah, it's 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 not going to improve any. I did watch the, uh,
0: the Humans season two premiere. Oh, yeah. And...
2: I loved season one, thought it was fantastic. Humans is the show that kind of started us off on our weird uh, robot sex tangents, right?
0: <laughs> Why would you call them weird?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, they got a little weird sometimes.
0: No, I, I suppose so. Uh, yeah, man, uh, it, it is. It is that show, I think, that started, that kicked off that uh, that whole discussion that we've had about having sex with robots. Um, man, cause I used to be down for it, man. I used to be like, oh dude. Yeah. If there, if there was like, if they could like, uh, if they could, if there were like 3d printers that you could have and you could just print off like a hot, you know, robot and then just go to town on it, you know? And, uh, they were dishwasher safe or whatever, self-cleaning or whatever the fuck I'd be, I'd be down for it. But then I watched, there was a disturbing scene in season one and I was like, whoa, no, I'm not going there. That's just, it's wrong. It's wrong. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember. So, yeah, humans, we owe it a lot. I,
0: I really enjoyed, um, the season two premiere. I thought it was really good. I'm gonna give it a high taste it. Um, I'm gonna keep watching the show as the season progresses. Um, most of the cast is back. They've actually added the actress who played Trinity in, um, The Matrix. Um, oh yeah, who was in the Netflix stuff, the Marvel stuff, too. Yeah, she was in, uh, she was in the Daredevil stuff. And, um, she's been, she's been, uh, she's been a good addition so far. You really, really haven't seen a lot of her character, but I think she's going to be a very large character in the scope of the show in the second season. Um, and, uh, she plays kind of like a, uh, uh, robotics scientist or something. And, um, and, uh, I think she's going to be really good for the show. Uh, yeah, the, the show's changed quite a bit in the second season, but a lot of the people came back and, And uh, a lot of the things that I love from the first season are are still in play. So it's interesting. It looks like they're going to have a uh, a robot go on trial for murder, and she's she wants to be tried as a human. So it's they're they're doing some they're doing some that's interesting. Yeah, they're doing some interesting stuff. I just want them to do it well. So um, that could that could be really good, or it could be really really bad. So. We'll see where this story goes. I kind of like I kind of like the story where the robots are, you know, like they their their minds are free and they're and they're not enslaved to their like you know, um, uh, they humans anymore and and they're on the run. I, I like that story, but there's only so far you can go with it. So of course they're going to want to change it up a little bit and have a robot go to trial as a and try to be tried as a human. So it'll be interesting to see how this. Season progresses, and I'm going to stay on it. I really did enjoy it, but um, I was wanted- there a huge gap between season one and season two. There, it it seems like I remember the the first season came out in 2015, um, and then this one's coming out in early 2017. So it's it, it is a little bit more of a gap than than normal. Like if you're, it, you know what I mean. It's kind of like that Westworld gap, you know, that we're getting.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I remember talking about the first season of this a long time ago.
0: Yeah, and there's not many episodes. I think there's only like eight episodes in each season. Hmm. So I could be wrong, but I think there's only maybe eight to ten. And um, I don't know. I just don't know why they were kind of like dragging their feet on it. Maybe they didn't know where to put it in yeah. their lineup.
2: Maybe. Yeah, you're right. Maybe they just hadn't been signed for that second season, yet.
0: That's true. I I knew they got greenlit for it, but I don't know. It I it's still a good show, but yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, you can lose steam on a show that you're really hyped about, but they haven't come out with a new season in so long, you kind of forget it. And people people might even forget that the show is even on. So, it's a good thing that people a lot of a lot of people are watching The Walking Dead because that's the only way I remember that the show is coming back. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of The Walking Dead, I was gonna, we were going to have a big discussion about it.
2: Oh, exciting.
0: But Frank's not here. So I will say that, yeah, The Walking Dead came back, uh, season seven, mid-season premiere. That's weird, mid-season premieres. Isn't that weird? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is weird. We're in a that. lot of
0: shows do it, though. It makes sense. It makes sense for ratings' sake. Yeah, a lot of shows are doing it now. It just seems weird from, like, when we were kids and shit. We didn't have that stuff, mid-season premieres. You know yeah yeah I mean I don't remember kinda. them at least I don't
2: know they didn't they didn't really advertise them but it was still the same format where the new episodes would kind of stop in December
0: and, yeah but or- it, like now it's like it, this show's been gone for like all close to three months it feels like mm, yeah so it started up in o- mid-october went on for eight episodes and it was gone for at least two months it's I don't know it's just you're right. I mean, you got the Super Bowl, you got Christmas and they got a little bit of your downtime. But anyway, yeah. I sound like you pissing and moaning about trivial bullshit now.
2: Yeah, uh, that's what like Lost did for its first few seasons. Yeah. And Once Upon a Time still does that. Uh, but yeah, it was, I'm going to give it a taste. It, it's
0: still, uh, I don't know. It, it, I loved the way the season started and then it just started to get worse and worse and worse. The seasons started off. Okay. It did have one of the coolest zombie scenes I've ever seen. One of the coolest zombie kills I've ever seen. You had Michonne and you had Rick and they are on two different sides of a uh, highway. Uh, and they, there's these, this herd of zombies coming at them and they take, basically it's almost like a big barbed wire and they connect it between the two cars and they, they just drive at the same speed and just kind of like clothesline these walkers and just <laughs> split them in half. And That's kind of funny. It was pretty impressive how, uh, you know, uh, Greg Nicotero pulled this off. I thought it looked amazing. Um, other than that, it, it, it was a decent episode. I give it a taste that, I hope the season progresses and gets better um, as it goes along. Finally, I want to talk about uh, Lego Batman. I got a chance to see Lego Batman. Oh, crazy. Yeah, so I promised you I was going to see this, Jake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Lego Batman. As we all know, Brian, I hated I, – yeah, I referred to myself in the third person there.
2: But, I know. Uh, that confused me.
0: I hated the Lego movie. Absolutely could not stand it uh jake you you've said brian you need to watch it again it's like i i i feel like i i know that i didn't like it the first time the jokes didn't hit they didn't land and it's almost asking like somebody to take a second sip of like spoiled milk or you know what i mean
2: yeah yeah i don't but i'll go with it
0: no you understand the analogy though yeah yeah and for me it was spoiled milk it was rotten milk and you're like hey brian take another sip man i promise you it'll get better on the second sip no it's still fucking rotten milk jake and that's (laughs) that's what i felt about the lego movie and um so i went i went and i saw lego batman and uh i i had a uh, free ticket to this movie theater and i was like oh shit well you know what i'm gonna go see it i'm gonna use this free ticket to see it in the imax then i might as well yeah for sure so I went and saw, I went and sat down and saw in the IMAX. And like, you know, hold on. Here's the thing. Our our listener, Finn Dietz Creek, you know, and it, he, he, he sends me sometimes like people will, like before I rate something, they'll, they'll send me like a tweet or something on Facebook. And It's kind of like, a they're trying to steer me into a rating, you know, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And they're kind of like. Finn says something like, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, it has so many great Batman references and all these things and so many all this great Batman stuff that if you don't like this movie, you know, uh, you know, there's, uh, he didn't say, like, there's something wrong with you. But, you know, you got to if you're a Batman fan, you're going to love this movie and blah, 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 trying to steer me into into a fucking rating. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Pete, yeah, Neen, yeah. Pete Neen does it all the time, too. Like anytime a DC movie comes out. Like, oh, he, yeah, he,
2: he like threatened. Oh, us. I
0: know. Oh, God. Yeah. You guys better like this movie. Or, yeah, You know, it's like, come on, dude. He Tupper wears these fucking DC movies before they even fucking come out. So how can dude. you take that shit seriously?
2: Pete's going to be all over you this
0: week. Oh, fuck it. I don't give a shit. It, 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 gets, it gets fucking old. I'm getting sick of it. Um, <laughs> anyway, Finn, Finn tried to do the same goddamn thing with me and it's like, how can I take him seriously? Like this kid, this kid takes pictures of Legos. I mean, like, of course he's going to love this fucking thing. So anyway, I saw Lego Batman. They call, what's it called? Uh, the Lego Batman movie? Yes. Wow. They really, they really put a lot of thought into that one. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jake. I, I loved it. I thought it, I, I thought it was a, uh, it's an absolute Tupperware. I, I thought it was fantastic, and don't you dare say if you loved this, then why don't you like the Lego Movie? Don't don't even fucking start with that fucking shit. It's true. Because I can know, I can already hear you fucking saying it, and I don't want to fucking hear it, Jake. Now
2: you obviously need to rewatch. It. No, it's not fucking Shut- spoiled. No. <laughs> Ow. You like had bad taste buds that day. Like, you were sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were fucking drinking champagne, <laughs> but because of your fucking taste buds being fucked up, it, you thought it was spoiled. Nah, no. uh,
0: this movie's fun. This that that last movie, I don't know. I didn't care about who's like M- Emmett and and a wild yeah, but wild Batman's fuck. In it, What's her name? He's
2: the same character in that as he is in this.
0: I didn't care for uh, Wild Style and, and Emmett and that whole thing. I, 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 I thought and, – and all the singing and shit. It was just a little too fucking silly for me, man. It was a little <laughs> too fucking silly. All right, all right. You know, like I, you over there last week, I I wanted to die laughing when you're talking about like the, the lore and the mythology of the Lego movie. I wanted, I I was like inside, I was like laughing. I was just like, oh my God.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> true though. It I exists just, in this Lego Batman. Movie.
0: I, I can just see Jake at home on the fucking Lego, Wikip- Lego movie, Wikipedia page reading about the mythology and lore and Jesus. <laughs>
2: well, it's just that Batman's still a master builder and that's. No, i'm not. Argue,
0: i'm not arguing that with you yeah i just think the i just think uh, uh the sent, like the words uh lego movie followed by mythology and lore is ridiculous <laughs>
2: <All right. laughs> agree to disagree
0: <laughs> any, any, anyway No, it's just one of those things I don't take too seriously. Like I I didn't like Lego movie. I will never like Lego movie. But for some reason, Jake, I had a lot of fun with Lego Batman. There were times there were a couple times where I was like, come on, all right, this is getting stupid, but then it would suck me back in. And uh, I love Will Arnett to begin with. I thought Michael Sarah was a lot of fun in this. I just, oh, yeah. I loved all the Batman characters. I, I really did. And I kept thinking to myself, like, this is the best Batman movie I've seen in a long time.
2: <laughs> For sure.
0: And I was like, why can't the the DCEU be kind of like, I don't want it to be this, okay? Don't get me wrong. But I don't want it to be what it is now. Why can't it be somewhere down the goddamn middle? You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I I agree. I I agree. Not total camp fest, but not total fucking, like, you know, fucking pretentious, serious BS. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I think the problem, I think the problem is they need to get Goyer out of there,
2: right? Yes, yes. Goyer is definitely the cancer of the DCEU. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's terrible. I like the little subtle jabs that this gives to a few of the uh, DCEU properties.
0: Yeah, and, like, uh, the Iron Man stuff was kind of funny, too. I enjoyed that. What was it? Iron Man sucks was the password or
3: something.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I laughed so hard when Killer Croc planted the bomb and it said, I did something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was
0: a lot of fun, man. I, I, I enjoyed it. It looked spectacular in IMAX. The colors yeah. just popped on the screen, man. It was The audio was fantastic and uh, – it, it it was great I, I loved just the dynamic between him and the joker and uh I, I, some of the stuff i, I do feel like i want to spoil like there's so many things that 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 uh uh that there's so many like batman easter eggs and so many callbacks to all the different iterations of batman that i that i i don't want to spoil it though cuz i want people yeah. to, i want people to see this but like
2: for, I don't think there's a single iteration of Batman that they skipped over. Oh
0: uh, man, uh, what they did with Alfred Jake, I I was <laughs> I was just I was I I loved it. I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I and I I loved the way the all the vehicles looked. Um,
2: it was fun. Uh, did you know? Even though they had um, the voice of Alfred, there was uh, Voldemort. Ralph Fiennes. Oh yeah, yeah. That Eddie Izzard played Voldemort in the movie. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Oh wow, I love Eddie Izzard,
2: man. Yeah, I know, that's why I wanted to bring that up.
0: Oh, man, his stand-ups fantastic too. Oh, I love him. I love yeah, him. A I... Lot,
2: if if you look at the cast, it's a lot of stand-up comedians and comedians playing all the different villains. Oh, I
0: was blown away by the by the cast. I, I stuck around for like the the end credits and and watched those roll and I was just blown away by the by the cast. Um I love seeing the Justice League in this. I love seeing uh, gremlins in this. <laughs> yes. I was like, come on, this is, you know what, I think, and I think that's pretty brilliant, you know, for them to throw the gremlins in this, to kind of like have younger kids that maybe have never seen gremlins. Now, now maybe if these come out in the play sets, they'll be like, who are these characters? It'll kind of spark their interest so that if one day we do get like a gremlins three, kids will already kind of know who these characters are.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is the perfect example of like a kids movie that definitely has tons of nods that go yeah. over kids' heads. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I loved it how they had. Uh, they, well, yeah, they had the gremlins, man. Can you imagine like a father and son watching this, and the, and and, <laughs> and the father turns to the son, he's like, "Those are gremlins," and the kid has no idea what gremlins are, but he likes what they're doing on screen. They go home, and they start streaming gremlins at home. I mean,
2: yeah. And then the kids traumatized forever after it, the blender scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh they never
0: want to go to the kitchen again so yeah. yeah that'll happen dude i i yeah don't don't i knew i knew it was going to be some fucking thing where you were going to tell me brian if you love this movie then why didn't you like the lego movie i knew that that was going to fucking come I, into play you
2: know why you know it because it's fucking
0: logical it makes sense i didn't like the <laughs> character i didn't like the story i thought it was a little goofy i thought the, the fucking singing bullshit was stupid
2: yeah, like, Batman is the same character, though. That's
0: fine, like, and that's fine, but I didn't like him in that setting. I like him in the setting of, uh, of like, Gotham and uh his dynamic with the Joker in this, man. I just thought it was way more fun seeing him interact with the Bat family than interact with Emmett and Wild Style, two characters I could give – I couldn't care any less for. So I, don't, I just didn't – I didn't like that movie, man. And, I mean, it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and they've – I got to give them props, though. I mean, the movie made money hand over fist, and it was a hit, man, and most people loved it. I'm in the minority. I got to give them props, though, because it's like when they they announced the Lego movie, everybody's like, come on. Come on. It's it's a cash grab. It's a cash grab.
2: Yeah, it wasn't until I started seeing the cast that I started realizing that there might be something here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chris McKay, I wanted to bring this up. Chris McKay, he's the director of the Lego Batman movie. He talked with Entertainment Weekly about how this film connects to the larger Lego movie universe and the Lego the, movie, too. The mythology. I know, the lore and the mythology, <laughs> man. I mean, you got to take this shit seriously. So he says... Everyone says this, but for lack of a better phrase, there's a Lego cinematic universe that we're building that has a sci-fi premise as far as the world that the movies are taking place in for the majority of the running time and the other world that's out there. I think over the course of the movies, we're building out the relationship between those. There's no mandate necessarily to do that, but we are very actively working to find all the rules and develop the relationship between the real world and the Lego world. You'll start to see it in what we're doing with Ninjago and what we're doing in Lego 2. You, you, you follow a Ninjago, Jake? Big fan of Ninjago? Yeah, that's great.
2: I, lo- I love that Jackie Chan is doing voice work in it.
0: Uh, l- listen to you. Listen to you. You're, uh, you're hip to the uh, Ninjago uh, news. Jackie Chan's doing some voice work for Ninjago.
2: Yeah, they show him in the trailer. He talks in the trailer.
0: Oh, man. I wish they would do Ninjango Unchained with uh, Jamie Foxx.
2: Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> I cannot argue
0: that. Wouldn't that be amazing to see – a no, like the, if they fucking made a Tarantino
2: Lego movie? I would love to see a Lego movie like, like that, like a Tarantino all dialogue movie. Oh, my God. C- can and, you, and like a hard R. Fucking like a
0: Reservoir Dogs with uh, Madsen fucking cutting that cop's ear off and shit.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the Tarantino movies would work. Hateful Eight would be a great Lego movie. Oh,
0: it'd be fantastic. Those are Lego movies I want to see, Jake. All those Legos <laughs> vomiting all over the place. Yes. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. Lego Tarantino. Oh, that'd be so good.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest reasons I take the Lego movie lore and mythology so serious <laughs> is, it, is it's, the, I, I, it's the only fucking franchise that Warner Brothers isn't fucking... Fucking up, man, between the DCEU and the yeah. Harry Potter stuff. It's like this is the only one they haven't managed to bungle yet.
0: Yeah. I'm just waiting. Oh God, when we like review Lego Movie Two and I say something wrong, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be flipping through the fucking Rolodex of your
2: brain with your mythology shit, Brian. Right? Oh Brian, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm super excited to find out the relationship between the Lego world and the real world beyond like what we know.
0: Oh, you're not the only one, man. You're, there's a lot of other virgins out there that can't wait either, Jake. So
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nice.
0: <laughs> no, but I, I got to give it up. I got to give it up for this film. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I enjoyed myself. It was me. It was a huge IMAX theater that I went to, and it was me and two other people. But to be fair, I watched it at like 1 o'clock, you know, so – yeah,
2: um, I, I kind of love that experience
0: sometimes. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. All right, Jake, uh, let's see here. We're going to move into the uh, pop culture leftovers news. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 read all about it. It's a of a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as Yeah. <sighs> I,
0: uh, I got. It.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow,
2: I thought I was depressed.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's like sometimes like I write down a story. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing my notes and I write oh, these down are my
2: favorite stories. And
0: I write down a story and I'm like, now that I, now that I get to it, I'm like, why, why am I talking about this? Like, why am yeah. I talking about this?
2: I call these stories crow news.
0: Yeah, basically. This is a, a Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted 3 update.
2: Oh, geez. That's yeah. the original crow
0: news. Yeah, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Keanu, Keanu Reeves, uh, he was in an interview, uh, with, uh, talk show host and comedian Graham Norton. And, uh, he was talking about what we can expect to see from the movie if it were to be made. He says, there's a cool story. Basically, they're supposed to write a song to save the world and they haven't done that yet. So, the pressure of having to save the world, their marriages are falling apart, their kids are kind of mad at them. But then someone comes from the future and tells them, if they don't write the song, it's just not the world, it's the universe. So they have to save the universe because time is breaking apart. So then elements of the past come in.
2: Wow, high high stakes for Bill and Ted 3.
0: When he says, so elements of the past come in, is he talking about old Bill and Ted?
2: Yeah, I don't know how they do that, other than like Forrest gumping stuff from the original two movies.
0: Think about, I mean, are they talking about like Marvel cinematic uh, graphics here, where like we saw like a young Robert Downey Jr.? Are they talking about doing that here? In a Bill I, think and more, Ted? I
2: think more uh, more likely they're talking about just more historical figures. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Yeah, fair enough. I just thought like elements from the past, when he says that, I thought he was being a little bit more cryptic. But then again, it is Keanu Reeves and I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think cryptic is his best ability.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you know, like elements from the past when he's talking about maybe if he's talking about Bill and Ted mythology and lore, Jake, how about that?
2: <laughs> I'm down, I'm down.
0: No, I think it's going to have it's going to have all the same beats, you know, of like the other films, but um it'll be it would be different. You know, it's like I don't I don't know. I want to see that I want to see this get done. I, I like I said last week, I think the only way it's going to get done is if they do a deal with like Hulu or Netflix.
2: Yeah. It sounds like they have w- they're way too ambitious with what they want to do and they yeah. need to settle it down.
0: Yeah, I think I think the big hang up here is the budget. I think mm-hmm. you know, they originally wanted like when they figured everything out, it was like a hundred and fifty million to do this, and it's like they're not gonna get a studio's not gonna get I mean, look at what happened to Ghostbusters, it lost money. And I mean that's Ghostbusters, man, you know, and uh, you know, some of these yeah, other
2: but-
0: other properties, so yeah.
2: Yeah, Ghostbusters didn't do this any favors. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. A Jurassic Park news
0: site. Uh, Jurassic Outpost is reporting that Universal has been buying domain names recently that hint at the plot of the next Jurassic World film. Uh, remember the last movie they came up, they had, uh, what was it, uh, they had their own viral site. It was like the Masrani industries or whatever the fuck it was it was like a viral site that you could go to so it sounds like they're going to be doing that for this film as well and they bought a couple of domain names and what the first one is all creatures have rights.com and then this <laughs> yeah and then the, the second is isla nublar rescue mission.com so the first one the first one suggests that animal rights activists are going to get involved <laughs> and then the second one is suggesting uh, Isla Nublar rescue mission that uh, that the island um, – that uh, Isla Nublar was the original island uh, that they had in Jurassic Park. It's also the island that we saw in Jurassic World. So rescue mission could either be a rescue mission for the people that are stranded on the island now or getting the dinosaurs off the island.
2: Hmm, that's interesting. I, I have a guess for the name of the next Jurassic Park movie. Oh come on! Here we go. Talk to me. <laughs> it's going to be called <laughs> Jurassic Jurassic World. hashtag All Dinosaurs Matter.
0: Oh God. Ah, uh, that's what I waited for. Was that?
2: It's a terrible joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh my God! That's like like Seinfeld. That's that's almost as bad as what Seinfeld was
2: tweeting. Jesus, Jake. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick. Maybe they're going to call it Jurassic Universe. It's not just the world this time. It's the universe. Uh,
0: you know, the, <laughs> Jurassic, shut <laughs> the fuck up, Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Outpost thinks that, uh, Jurassic Outpost themselves, they think that Jurassic World sequel is going to focus around the destruction of the park and the dinosaurs inhabiting it. And uh also, the ensuing legal and ethical battle that will happen as a result. That sounds fun, doesn't it, Jake?
2: Yeah, ooh, legal battles with dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, this is directly from their site. They put, the movie will tackle dinosaur rights and man's responsibility
2: for creating them. I think my title is sounding way more appropriate the more you talk about this
0: movie. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, it, will be a, it will be a more intimate It will be more intimate and takes the story into new places while still remaining familiar. It's about our relationship with animals, not Jurassic World War. Jake, this sounds like it's not about killer dinosaurs. This sounds like it's more kind of like political, and I fucking hate it. And I, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> that
2: sounds like the worst fucking thing ever. The shit you're reading, it's
0: it's horrible. This is
2: fucking <laughs> horrible. Guns on the fucking dinosaurs and show me popcorn movies. Thank you. That's I mean that's where the last <laughs> movie
0: that's where the last movie was leading up to. Vincent D'Onofrio was wanting to militarize these things. He was wanting to weaponize the dinosaurs. That's yeah, where not the story- sue not sue them, not. <laughs> exactly. So, I, I personally, I think that they are, I think this website is reading too much into the website names, these, these, do, these domain names. Sometimes, Jake, these, these studios, they buy these domain names, they get, they buy them up, and, and they're never even used. So, <laughs> I think that it's, it's speculation. I'm waiting I'm personally waiting to hear news from Joe Blow dot com because they were dead on with their scoops about Jurassic World uh two years before Jurassic World was released. On, yeah, I remember that. They yeah.
2: had the whole amusement park angle and everything.
0: They had it all. They had they knew everything. They knew that the T Rexes were gonna be um uh, the, the the excuse me, the Velociraptor was gonna be kinda like um working with uh Pratt. They didn't even know Pratt was cast, but they knew like they knew that um, that they'd have kind of like tame dinosaurs you know
2: yeah joe blows kind of a crazy side they, they are. throw a lot they throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall
0: they do it, it depends on like what they're reporting on like i like some of their dc news is like r- some of their dc speculation is off but like when it came to like jurassic park and and um, stuff like that they were dead on it, i guess it just depends on like what sources they have like their universal, their universal NBC sources are like dead on, but like their DC shit, Warner Brothers shit is fucked up. So
2: yeah, go figure the company that has the worst reveals keeps the best secrets.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, The Predator begins filming next week and actor Boyd Holbrook talked about the film in an interview with We Got This Covered. Jake, before I read this, it's this, it's, it's Boyd Holbrook. He is the guy who is replacing, uh, Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro mm. was signed on for this, which I was excited. I was excited. I was beyond excited for Benicio Who's del Toro.
2: The, I don't even know who this new guy is.
0: I don't know. He's got, his name's Boyd Holbrook. I have no idea who the fuck he is. But yeah. like. Oh. He, before I jump into this, like, what are you thinking? I mean, we've got Shane Black doing this. Shane Black actually starred in the original Predator, and are you are you excited to see what Shane Black can do with a Predator reboot?
2: Yeah, I, I am excited. I, I'd, I'd like to see another good Predator movie. Yeah, and I, I think a Shane Black Predator movie could be very interesting. Yeah. Now I mean he's it's definitely going to be a very stylized movie so it's either going to be a hit, it's it's going to be a real hard one to judge.
0: Yes, Sorry. I mean I I mean I've been a big fan of you know like what was it, uh, um, kiss kiss bang bang, and it, as much as I I said I didn't love the nice guys I still liked it. I still yeah. liked it. So, um, but anyway, here's the quote from Boyd Holbrook. And this quote actually kind of put me at ease about it. He says, I'm currently working on on The Predator. It's not a sequel. Shane Black has made something totally new, somehow keeping it within the realm of Predator while also being absolutely new in terms of the story that we're talking about today and rooted in something real. It's real fresh. I don't think you're going to see Arnold Schwarzenegger. It would kind of make it a gimmick. It's horror, science fiction, and a Western. Number one, I'm going to th- point out, Jake, that I love that he's saying that we're not going to see the Governator in this movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, we don't need that. It's, we don't. That's kind of what they keep effing up with Terminator, yes. why Terminator is kind of stuck in a wheel. Yes, so, yeah, for sure. And and I like what I hear from these quotes here. Like, it, it, it does sound like it's going to be a very stylized, almost nod to old westerns, but yet mm-hmm. a sci-fi, like, survival movie. That yeah. sounds really fucking cool.
0: Don't you think, though, that the big thing – don't you think, though, Jake, what we need to find out is, like, where is the setting? That's, that's what I want to know, Jake. That's like my biggest question. Cause like the first Predator movie, we're in the jungle. Second movie, it's a, it's an urban setting. Uh, the Danny Glover film, it was in the city. And then, you know, like they did Predator versus Aliens and like they're in a fucking pyramid, you know? I, I want to know where the setting is for this film, man. Uh, oh yeah. And then when they did like the, the other reboot, um, Predators. That was a, they kind of, it was paying homage to the original film and they're back in the jungle. That Topher Grace, Adrian Brody movie, which I didn't mind. I thought it was okay,
2: but, (laughs) um, I wonder if you can read anything into him saying it's going to be like have Western influences as far as the, uh, landscape goes.
0: Well, I mean, we've seen in the comic books where they've gone back to like even the civil war times, you know? So do you, you don't, are you really pulling that from that, that they're going to go back into the old West? No, no. <laughs> I mean I'm just think just, about think about Cowboys Cowboys versus Aliens how well that movie did in the theater, Jake.
2: Yeah, I like that movie. Did you really? Yeah, I do.
0: I I didn't I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't when I watched it, I was like, eh, it was okay, but I've never gone back to watch it again.
2: So yeah, that, that I thought it, I thought it had a really strong second half and yeah. a really great supporting cast surrounding Craig and Ford.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I love Harrison Ford, but it I don't know. I, it's, it's a step above Jonah Hex, but like the thing is like with, with, with him saying it's a Western, Jake, if they, Westerns don't do good internationally. It's basically you're, when you make a Western film, you're making it for a domestic U.S. audience because it doesn't really transcend well into like the foreign box office. They don't really care about the wild, wild West.
2: That's always yeah, I, been the case. I hear you. I hear you. It's probably more of an influence than an actual actual tone. Yeah, yeah. This right. uh, Boyd Holbrook, he is playing Donald Pierce in in uh, Logan.
0: Oh, okay. He's the guy with the with the metal mechanical hand. Correct. Yeah, one of the Reavers. He's like the leader of the Reavers. Correct. Hmm. Interesting. That's a, that's a nice little segue into our Marvel news segment,
2: Jake. Thanks. A complete accident.
0: Yeah. But we're going to take a break first. All right. Cool. Any final thoughts on the Predator?
2: Um, um I don't know. I, I, I've still never seen that Predators movie. Yeah. But um, I, I would definitely not skip this. If there's a Shane Black Predator movie, I'll see it in the theater.
0: Yeah. And you got to – I mean, Shane Black, he's got love for the franchise because he actually played a part he – he played a role in the original Predator movie, which yeah. – to this day, Jake, I, I still think that that movie is it, it's fantastic. It still holds up. Um, it's so I think, good. I
2: think the second one's great too.
0: The second one's really good. I, I, I didn't like it as much as the first one, um, but going back as an adult now and what my problem watching it when I was a kid, Jake, it was just like that's the guy from Lethal Weapon and not even the cool guy. And, yeah. And 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 now when I watch it it's 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 a good movie but like when I was a kid I was like all about like the oiled up muscle man, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it it I was like, "Oh my god, you know, like Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, Arnold Schwarzenegger." <laughs> you know, what, you know what I mean? Hey, wouldn't it yeah. been, wouldn't have been dope as fuck, dude, if like Predator 2 starred like fucking like Schwarzenegger, like no, uh Stallone?
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Can you imagine, like in, in in each fucking sequel, they just fucking had like a different action star do it? Like, you know, Predator Three would have been like fucking Jean Claude Van Damme, wouldn't that have been uh, dope
2: as fuck? Yeah, like a Dolph Lundgren movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or yeah. like Universal Soldiers versus Predators. Oh, that have been that have been that have been pretty interesting, dude.
0: I'm still I'm still saying, man, they should uh, they should fucking uh, cross over Expendables with fucking Predator, dude.
2: Yeah. I think at that point, though, you're you're like jumping the shark, like yeah. you can never go back.
0: Oh well, th- they've already said that like Expendables Four is going to be the final film. I think just for like, I mean, I don't know, but it, then again, it it could end up being like Alien versus Predators too.
2: Yeah, let's see how well uh, Men in Black Jump Street works before we start doing too many of these uh, movie crossovers.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I hope it does well, but like again, Phil Lord and Chris Miller aren't doing that. That next Jump Street movie, so it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm, it will. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back, you sons of fucks. Agreed.
2: back. What are you already laughing about, Brian?
0: I'm, la- I'm laughing at the fact that uh, off off uh, off air, you you hate the, you hate the, <laughs> you, you hate this episode. <laughs> I
2: I think I said I'm I'm having a good time, but I don't think it's translating to good podcasting. <laughs>
0: So that's, like, that's like your little pep talk before we start, before I hit the record button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: trying to get you going. It's like I'm, we're doing like the Rocky One.
0: I, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like right before I hit record, Jake's like, man, this episode.
2: <laughs> I think I said woof. <laughs> you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man all right brian here's a little bit of fuel for you before we start this episode is absolutely hot garbage all right hit record (laughs) let's capture the magic (laughs) oh man Eh, fuck this episode you know yeah for real they,
2: they can't all be great you know no no this is cathartic like i said i'm having a good time
0: yeah, just everybody else listening is not enjoying it.
2: Yeah, most likely.
0: Yeah, all right. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna, we're going to we're going to move on into some Marvel news. <laughs> Marvel News. All right, uh, this week in Marvel News. First, I'm going to start off with a Marvel email from Brian Fuchs. And uh, he says, I was wondering what your thoughts could be on this. Could Logan be in Deadpool 2 but in an after credit scene? Uh, have Cable and Deadpool body slide into Logan's future when he is dying and have Logan take X-23 back, which could then lead into the X-Force movie where X-23... And Deadpool are both members along with a few other X Men, which could then lead into a new X-Men universe. Love the show. Patreon supporter, Brian Fuchs rhymes with pukes. Jake, <laughs> Jake, what do you what do you what do you taking away from this uh, fan fiction?
2: Oh man. I, I, I can't lie, I totally like blanked out halfway through you <laughs> reading that. But um I mean I, I heard enough of it. Right. And uh I mean, if we get Hugh Jackman to be in the Deadpool movie, it's going to be more than the after credit sequence, right? Yeah. yeah. Get-
0: hold on, I, like guys, like I don't know, Jake, I don't know what to think about this. Like, hold on, like I'm starting to think, I'm starting to think, like we're gonna get. Okay, Logan comes out March third, right? Yeah. All right. So we watch the movie, and are you are you still thinking Logan dies? uh yes okay logan dies what are the chances what are the chances after credit scene we see a dead logan
2: and then all of a sudden the claws unsheathe like, i don't think we even need to see that because I, the whole like like way this movie works is it's in an undis- undisclosed future yeah so wolverine can still die in this movie and still be in deadpool 2 or deadpool 3 or whatever sure
0: yeah. No, I get that. Is, is how far ahead in the future is this? Cuz I was listening to the Supercast with uh Jordan and uh Joe and they were saying like this is only 4 years in the future. Like is that true? Like where did they get that?
2: I didn't see I thought I thought it was undisclosed. Like okay. I imagined them showing a 20XX as the year. I thought that they actually had given us a year. But I yeah. could be I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, my brain is saying like twenty, thirty something. I remember hearing or reading somewhere, but that could be a total fabrication but, too. But
0: back to this movie, like hold. Back to this email. Uh, you know, could could we get Cable and Deadpool body sliding into Logan's future when he is dying, and have Logan take X twenty three back, which could then lead into the X Force movie where X twenty three and Deadpool are both members. <laughs> of- <laughs>
2: Oh, that's some comic book nerd fan fiction. Like, I I get where the guy's coming from, and I love the material, too. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just way too convoluted to do in a movie. right. Right. And only, like, 2% of the population is going to be excited about that.
0: I'm saying this happens, man. I'm saying, like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying down to every goddamn detail. That this guy, that, you know, uh, Ryan Fuchs, I'm saying down to every damn detail, man, this happens, man. He nailed it, dude, 100%. Well,
2: well, to that I say Ryan Fuchs needs to send his resume to Joe Blow.
0: I'm telling you, man, he needs to (laughs) – I I was going to say that he needs to work for Jurassic Outpost, but, you know, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things where, like, uh, Jake – Okay, let's let's put it all out on the table right now, man.
2: You know what? I just a push pause. Briefly, yeah. Something you said made me really mad just a moment ago. What? Just <laughs> not no, not like that. Just the idea that they would kill Wolverine off and then still have to show his like claw popping out from oh, the grave. Or I know. I, I hey dude,
0: I didn't say it the fucking I, I I wasn't like, "Hey man, here's your fucking feel good moment." <laughs> I think I think it's (laughs) fucked up, too, but I don't think it's fucking beyond the studio. I feel like going into this, Jake, I feel like going into this like fucking Mm -hmm. James Mangold, the director, probably at the end of this movie, Wolverine dies, you know, and like X-23 is supposed to take the mantle and all that good shit. Right. But Mm -hmm. with all the fucking hype about Deadpool and Wolverine and like, you know, Ryan Reynolds petitioning on Twitter to get him that all of a sudden the studio has a change of heart and that's when we get our post credit scene of like the claws coming out one last time it's just like
2: I, I don't put it i don't put it against him either i think that's what makes me so mad about the scenario. <laughs> Is it's such a possible scenario yeah <laughs> Ugh, i, I yuck was though
0: but i think okay hold on what if they did it what if they did it this way what if they did it this way jake what if they paid homage to one of ryan reynolds' movies uh, that movie Uh, Let's say, like, Wolverine gets buried, he's in a coffin, he's underground, and they pay homage to that movie where Ryan Reynolds is buried underground. I can't remember the name of it. I loved it. I thought it was really good. Uh, Now you're
2: just as bad as the fan fiction (laughs) 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 Now you're Brian Fuchs. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but no hold on i'll oh, after that jake then he fuck he body slides into logan's future when he's dying and we can have logan okay all right yeah i don't know jake it's like hold on Let, let's put it out on the table is is logan dead is 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 hugh jackman yay or nay is he done with this
2: role is it- it's hard to, it's hard to believe it's true since what we seem to be getting like so far at least the critics are saying is the first good wolverine movie right right like, but maybe it is that is the way to go out like if you if you get it right after 15 tries yeah. or whatever
0: yeah go go out while you're on top right
2: Yeah, because, like, odds are you're going to fuck it up the next try. Yeah,
0: exactly. Don't be like Michael Jordan, come back and play for the Washington Wizards and never make it to the playoffs again. So don't do that. Go out shooting that fucking fadeaway jumper against Byron Russell and hitting the game-winning shot in the fucking uh, Utah Jazz 1998 NBA Championship Finals. You know, that's the way you want to go out. That's the way you want to be remembered. You don't want to be remembered fucking coming back and fucking it up.
2: So so, the super cast says that Logan is only four years
0: in the future. That's what I remember hearing. I I do think that there is a year associated with this, because I think that if you if you want to add up the age of Charles Xavier, you can. And he's really fucking old in this. 2024,
2: 2024.
0: Okay, so they're saying that, like, this last movie, Apocalypse, was in 2020. Was it? I don't know, man. That's what. That's what I'm. If 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 they're saying that basically the last movie that we saw took place, it could
2: the have, continuity? No, the, the continuity is, is all is fucked so up. Whack.
0: Because I Gene think, Gray's young as fuck in that movie, dude.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can't. Wait, continuity so, so, is so crazy. So you hold can't on, think no, no, no. That shit too much. So it would be, it would be
0: fucking four years after Days of Future Past. Then right, the the the, the future, the future that we saw in Days of Future Past. Right, where. uh yeah. It's, uh, we got Bobby and, uh, the,
2: yeah. Uh, and, and what about Xavier? If Xavier is like doing pretty good in 2020 in apocalypse. And then by 2024, he's a decrepit mess. Yeah. I don't know, man, dude. I don't know what's up with this. And I, uh, did you read recently <laughs> that Patrick Stewart said like,
0: you know, he'd be, he'd be willing to come back and he's not, he's, he's not done playing Xavier that he's willing to come back and play more Xavier.
2: Yeah. I believe it. Apocalypse took place in the eighties. We're both being crazy.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about days of future past, like the future scenes with, yeah, I I realized that when I said it, like Jean Grey was really young in that, but like in, um, days of future past, when we got the future scenes with, you know, Bobby and the X-Men and, and, um, and those team battles with, uh, Warpath and all that stuff. Like, is it, was that 2020 and then four years
2: removed from that? Mm, I'm trying to look up what year that that took place. In. <laughs> it's, it's fucked up that we got to look this fucking shit up. Yeah, but the, the timeline of the X Men universe is completely convoluted. Like, right, it's not like the uh, MCU where they like really had this shit mapped and planned out ahead of time. Right, right. It's just, right. Not, it's well, just all kind of been like dominoes.
0: Oh, dude, it's been Frankenstein because like X Men yeah. uh, X Men Origins, not X Men Origins, but X Men First Class. That was supposed to be cl- like originally that was supposed to like when Matthew Vaughn directed that it was supposed to be a reboot right yes and what happened was it was so popular and they just they kind of I understand that yes Wolverine did show up in that but it was just supposed to be like a fun cameo and he was like the only returning character and they just did it to pay homage to Hugh Jackman and of course he wanted to still be a part of that X-Men universe he'd been in every X-Men film and they wanted to to kind of give him that uh uh, that, that that cameo role in the film, but I thought it was supposed to be a complete reboot. Now, when that movie did really well, then they're like, "Holy shit, we can we can combine this with the Singer verse." I, I felt like that that was supposed to be kind of like a clean slate for the franchise. And when it did well, they were like, "Okay, we can meld these two things." So when Matthew Vaughn did not come back and do the sequel to X Men: First Class, they got Bryan Singer to come back.
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And Brian Singer basically in X-Men First Class – in Days of Future Past, all he had to do was slide in there and do it because Matthew Vaughn had already basically helped with the story and everything. Like he had already kind of set up like that whole sequel. All Singer had to do was slide in there. Matthew Vaughn yes. had done all the work, so.
2: Oh yeah, dude! Only look at X Men Apocalypse to see an example of the proof yes, of that.
0: Exactly, you're exactly right. And um, you know, one of the one of my favorite parts of uh, X Men uh, Days of Future Past, of course, was the Evan Peters Quicksilver scene. And then come to find out that Brian Singer he wanted to do, he wanted to have that um, he wanted to do like a Juggernaut scene, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was the second unit director that set up that whole Quicksilver scene, which was amazing and still amazing. So I don't give Brian Singer too much credit for Days of Future Past. I think that that's all Matthew Vaughn stuff, like remnants of like what he set up. And then the second unit director that set up like the Evan Peters Quicksilver scene. So, yeah, once we gave full control to Brian Singer, then we got Apocalypse and that was a fucking dumpster fire. So. <laughs>
2: Anyway, not very
0: good. Not very good. Uh, Let's see here. Josh Boone, the director of the New Mutants film, uh, recently posted a drawing uh, of Maisie Williams as Wolfsbane on Twitter. Yeah, I saw this. And people – and while the the art isn't official, the art is not official. uh, It was uh, a piece that was done by an artist, uh, Ashley Gilroy. She drew the piece. It's not official and neither is the casting of Maisie Williams as Wolf Spain but it makes you think that that's who they have in mind for this role and that that's who they would want to cast as Wolf Spain Jake what are your thoughts on that casting if it were to happen
2: I think it's really cool like the art definitely made, made you kind of fall in love with the idea yeah like, it was it was really good art and it, it actually really did look like the character the comic book character yeah it was yeah. kind of it was kind of shocking
0: now. I think she'd be great too, it, but she's not, she's not Scottish, correct? She's British? Yes. Okay. So the character of Wolfsbane is Scottish. I don't think that's a huge issue at all. Um, I think, I think if they get, if they get Maisie Williams, I think that's a great kind of like um, uh, building block, a, a, a cornerstone that they can build off of. I think she's a, she's a very talented young actress, but they're also going back to that Game of Thrones well, and we saw how it worked with Sophie Turner. I mean, she yeah. she wasn't awful, but she wasn't like phenomenal.
2: Yeah, agreed, agreed. That's crazy. Yeah, both Stark sisters would be X Men. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't but, know. I mean, and what do you think? I mean, Wolf Spain, the character is okay. You know, yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, not one of my favorites. It's, I, a, it's yeah. a casting I never would have thought about without this tweet. Yeah, and seeing the tweet, I was like, "All right, go for it."
0: But see, the thing is, it's like she could do for Wolf Spain, kind of like what uh, you know Robert Downey Jr. has done for Iron Man. I don't think that she will. i just, <laughs> I know. I, 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 hold on, you know what I'm saying though.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I yeah,
0: think, I but I think she's talented as all hell. You know, like we've seen Tom Holland and what he can do with Spider Man in such limited role in civil war
2: and the kid, yeah, where- but that's also, it's also Spider-Man too. It's yeah. the combination of the character that he's playing. <laughs> what
0: Are you saying that little girls aren't going to be fucking cosplaying as Wolfsbane
2: next year? Well, they not, they aren't already is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> okay. They didn't, we didn't need Tom Holland to have a ton of people dressing up like Spider-Man for the last 20 years. Eh,
0: same thing for Deadpool as well. But like Ryan Reynolds, like reinvented that character. I, I know I'm not, and I'm oh, not, and I
2: think it's the same thing with Ryan Reynolds too, though. Like, yeah, he, It helps that the character is so established. Yeah. Like Macy Williams has a harder job than both Ryan Reynolds and Tom Holland, in my opinion, to make this character the kind of character you're describing. All
0: right. Well, let's
2: let's talk about
0: Guardians of the Galaxy then, man.
2: Oh, I'm not saying it's a job that can't be done. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just the harder job.
0: All right. What if the X-Men were part of the MCU and this was under Kevin Feige's control? Would you have a little bit more hope for it?
2: Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the case with that's the case with everything, right? I just want to see where your allegiances lie, you fucking Marvel fuckboy. <laughs> I don't think it's an issue of Marvel being a Marvel fuckboy, it's that like to make Wolvesbane a memorable character, you you really have to nail it and bring mm-hmm. it to the table. Yeah. Whereas to make I mean and I'm not taking anything against Ryan Reynolds or Tom Holland, but they, nah. they have a, such a known character that yeah. they have to be,
0: you I, know? I'm with you, man. I think at the end of the day, once this is all said and done, let's say Maisie Williams does get the part of Wolfsbane and the movie comes out, I still think that fucking Teen Wolf is going to be more popular than fucking Wolfsbane.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, like, Guardians of the Galaxy did what I'm talking about. Like, no one – Rocket Raccoon and Groot and all those characters, you know, yeah. pretty much – came out of nowhere and became memorable characters, you know? Yeah.
0: You know what? I'm gonna if, if the if the casting happens, I'm gonna taste it. I'm gonna give it a taste it. I think it's a step in the right direction. You can't go wrong with Maisie Williams. I think she's a talented actress. Uh, I, I think it really comes down to like what they give her. I think she's more talented than Sophie Turner. So
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if the character like Wolvesbane is like going feral and can't control herself, and yeah. is killing things uncontrollably. Like, we, we've seen Arya do that on Game of Thrones. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: and I mean, it kind of, like, lines up, like, with what we're going to be seeing with maybe X-23 in this R-rated Logan.
2: Yeah, yeah. Those could be two characters that could be fun to have meet up in the future. Absolutely. So, yeah,
0: that that that, that is interesting. Do you think that they would go, since it is New Mutants and it's going to be kind of like a... Uh, a younger cast do you think that it will be that they'll stick with a pg th- PG 13 rating or do you think that fox studios um if i mean they're projecting you know like a 50 to 60 million dollar opening weekend i'm gonna say 75 i'm saying 75 million dollar opening weekend domestic
2: for uh, wolverine for, 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 for logan. logan
0: for logan i'm saying 75 i'm gonna i'm gonna some people are saying seventy, I'm gonna jump it up. I'm gonna say seventy five. I'm saying like with the hype machine right now, with all yeah, the
2: great the final Wolverine movie. Final, yeah,
0: final Wolverine movie, and with all the, the good press it's been getting recently, I'm saying seventy five million dollars opening weekend. Um, do you think that yeah. that with that that they might pull the trigger on an R rated new mutants film?
2: Uh I, I'm gonna say the answer is no. I, I think they have plenty of outlets to make R-rated superhero movies, and they'll probably just keep this one PG-13. Okay. All right. Movies. They're not, they're not going to yeah. just make R-rated superhero movies from now on. That's not the Fox MO, you know?
0: Yeah, I hear you. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with X-Force and, and Deadpool going forward, if they're going to meld them into uh X-Men proper because Sophie Turner recently confirmed in an interview with Hey You Guys that she is indeed coming back to play Jean Grey in X-Men Supernova which is not the final title of the film but here's her quote Ugh. It's not the final title so don't sweat <laughs> it but she said we're about to start shooting the next X-Men movie we've just finished shooting season 7 of Game of Thrones And I've got a couple of movies to do before X-Men starts. And then we go on to season eight. So I've got a busy year lined up. So she's still, I mean, Jake, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week. Supernova. We've talked about, like, the, the, you know, the plot where they're going Dark Phoenix. And even Sophie Turner herself is saying that, yes, she's coming back. She's Jean Grey.
2: Yeah, she's under the impression that this, this universe is still a go. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I still don't think this 100% cements it that it is
0: you still think that there's a chance that uh i mean they're like in pre-production or whatever and they're still talking about filming you think it could still fall out
2: i still do yeah yeah so yeah we'll we'll see we'll
0: see uh let's move into some mcu news um there's an article uh it's more of a rumor Uh, it's 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 about a rumor excuse me in the mcu from uh, comic book resources that I thought uh, it was worthy sharing this week. Here it goes. Dr. Strange uh, director Scott Derrickson has confirmed a rumor that has been swirling since the Sorcerer Supreme first hit the big screen. That rumor is that in one of the films, more psychedelic sequences, viewers got a glimpse of a dimension that closely resembles the quantum realm featured in 2015's Ant-Man In putting the rumor to bed though. Derrickson might have opened up even a bigger, deeper can of speculation. Derrickson confirmed that Quantum Realm cameo in the director's commentary for Doctor Strange home release. Uh, The realm in question can be glimpsed in the scene when Strange's senses are assaulted by the Ancient One, who sends him flying across dimensions to convince the skeptical doctor that magic does, in fact, exist. Uh, Derrickson said, this, Im- uh, this image here is obviously a nod to Ant-Man and the Quantum Realm, acknowledging that as one of the mysterious realms of existence. The Quantum Realm was first seen in Ant-Man uh, when the hero, played by Paul Rudd, shrinks himself to a subatomic level to defeat his nemesis, Darren Cross, who has taken on the role of Yellow Jacket. The realm is described by former Ant-Man, Dr. Hank Pym, as an inescapable subatomic realm where all concepts of time and space are irrelevant. Pym also recounts how the realm consumed his wife, Janet Van Dyne, when, shrunk, when she shrunk too small while, two, while the two were on a covert mission. Now, Jake, um, two things here. I think this might confirm that we get a uh, cameo appearance for Doctor Strange in Ant-Man 2, uh, mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I also think that Fans, now that this has been confirmed in the Blu-ray, that yes, the quantum realm where Janet Van Dyne is basically stuck there in, in her miniature form, I guarantee you fans are going to be going back and watching Doctor Strange frame by frame and seeing if they can try to catch a glimpse of Janet Van Dyne in that film.
2: Oh, That'd be cool if they find her. Yeah. I, I think that'd be really neat. Yeah, I agree. So that's I agree. cool. I'm excited to see Doctor Strange all the uh, special features when mm-hmm. I finally get my hands on that. Yeah, I can't
0: wait. I need to I need to get that film too. I really enjoyed it, man. I just am I'm kind of I'm kind of worried to watch it without the benefit of seeing it in IMAX 3D because like that was such a big part of my enjoyment of that film was how spectacular
2: it looked in IMAX. Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting to see it at home and on the small screen and mm-hmm. see if it still translates as such yeah. a good movie.
0: Yeah, but but on the flip side, Jake, like, I saw Ant-Man in IMAX 3D, and, like, there was some cool visual stuff in there, and the movie just didn't hit that hard for me. Like, I still gave it a taste, it. so... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, guys, uh, Stranger Things actress Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven, was on the set of Infinity Wars... And uh, I'm not saying that she's going to be in the movie, um, but I'm not saying that she won't appear in the movie. Uh, there's a photo of her that was posted by the Russo Brothers Facebook fan page of her sitting next to them on the set of Infinity Wars. Uh, they're looking into a monitor. Um, she was in Atlanta, and they were filming in Atlanta. So I'm guessing maybe maybe they were they maybe they were getting together for a meeting maybe they were talking about a separate upcoming project that they were working on or maybe they're just big fans of Millie Bobby Brown and they they wanted to get to know her but um, a lot of people are speculating like oh my gosh is Millie Bobby Brown going to be playing a part in Infinity Wars? My guess is no. I'm leaning towards no.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm sure she's probably just a big fan girl. And- yeah it was probably easy for her to pull some strings and get a visit to set.
0: Yeah. She's in Atlanta anyway. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe there might be some kind of like upcoming project. I mean, like we've, we've heard of like, you know, nothing came of it, but we we heard about Maisie Williams meeting with Guillermo del Toro about something, you know, they met for lunch one day and like, so far nothing has come out of it. It might just be something innocent like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Who, who knows what they were talking about? They could have been talking about doing something way off in the future, just yeah. exchanging, exchanging contacts. Right, right. Uh, let's see here. We're going to move on. Hey, hey Jake. Can what? you give me a timeout for a second? Yeah,
0: all right. Let's take a break. <laughs> All right, hey, we are back yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the enthusiasm. Yeah. I'm so I'm sick wow. man we we announced it at the top of the show you <laughs>
0: know you you're bringing it, you're bringing it I maybe mean, it s- maybe I can I'm hey sick man jake can you uh can you verse us in the uh in the uh, lore and mythology of the uh the Lego movie? maybe that'll perk you up a little bit.
2: Not, not. There's not much to go on yet. <laughs> Listen to you, all serious and shit. I do, I do have speculation
0: now. <laughs> oh well, shit. Hold the presses, Jake. Talk to me. <laughs> fucking hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call a meeting with Perry White, uh, Jake. What, what's going on the front page of the fucking Daily know. Planet?
2: I just, I just don't think that. <laughs> the gotham city and the lego batman movie takes place like in the same room or area as the lego movie i think it's it's got to be someone else's toy set. <laughs> oh
0: god okay jake um you know i i i've never i've never heard the sound of someone's uh balls reverse dropping but i think i
2: just did that did cheer me up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good for you.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: Now to uh now not to upset you, it's time to move <laughs> on. To, it's time to move on to DC News. <laughs> DC News. Last night, Batman destroyed
1: my vagina.
3: And now the Leftovers are
1: going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit.
2: All right, listen up, you fucking pieces of shit. I I can't wait for a couple (laughs) years from now when DC News doesn't exist for a few years. (laughs) How would
0: this (laughs) There's plenty that they're doing right, man. The CW shows are just fantastic, man. They, oh,
2: that's right. Those count. Those count. They count.
0: I'm count. Sorry. I mean, you know, it, it, like you know, if I'm talking DC news, man, if I want to talk about DC news that's going to cheer me up, I'm going to be talking about Legends of Tomorrow and and uh, Supergirl and and uh, yeah. Flash and things like that. Those are things that uh, that cheer me I, up.
2: I'm just excited for the days when we can put Batman v Superman in the same category as Amazing Spider-Man. 2. <laughs> I, knew <laughs> I
0: knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. I think. I think they. I mean. I think they just kind of took the wrong approach with all of this, man. I think. Like. I don't think that DC kn- DC knew what they were doing. Like. Like the direction. What the direction was after uh, Christopher Nolan left the franchise. I knew that they wanted to keep everything kind of rolling, but yeah. uh, I, I think. It,
2: uh, man. Oh yeah! Ten years from now, this will be a study in how you don't make an expanded universe.
0: <laughs> this when you go I to mean, it's, a,
2: it's a textbook example.
0: <laughs> when you go to film school, yeah, this will definitely be it, uh, guys. On February tenth, we got an article titled. Uh, it was uh, from THR. It was titled "Batman Movie." To be directed by Planet of the Apes filmmaker Matt Reeves. Okay, fast forward to. Yeah, hold the press. <laughs> fast forward to February 17th, one week later, where we get this article from THR titled, Batman Negotiations Break Down with Director Matt Reeves. So, Jake, you cannot make this shit up. Here's what the article said. Uh, a week after entering negotiations with. Uh, To direct the Batman, Matt Reeves has exited talks, the Hollywood reporter has learned. A studio source confirms that negotiations have broken down. The possibility, however, exists that talks could resume when head's cool. Holy shit, Jake. When head's cool? Whoa. Shit got heated. (laughs) (laughs) The studio is intent on making the movie no matter what as the Batman franchise has proven to be bigger than one person. So basically, Warner Brothers is saying, fuck it, we're going to push forward. Let's hit that fucking 2018 release date, because we have to make money. Jake, I'm saying that they need to shelve this one for a couple years. You know, give give Ben the time. If they could go back in time and do this right, because they've lost Ben, in my opinion. They've lost him as the director, but... If they would have yeah. given him the time that he needs as a director, as a writer, to and, and people can say like, okay, Ben can't write. Well, guys, I've watched Goodwill Hunting. Him and Matt Damon made a fantastic film with Goodwill Hunting. I think that Ben Affleck can write, even though that you know, like The Town and what was the other movie, Argo. Argo. Those, those were based off of other things that you know, uh, especially Argo is based off like a real event. But I think like. Looking at Ben's past with Goodwill Hunting, I think like him collaborating with Jeff Johns in the DC universe. Which Ben is a fan of Batman. Ben is a fan of Batman. I mean, the guy didn't he have like in his original house? Didn't that he built? Didn't he have? Didn't he build like a uh, like a bat like a bat room like a bat cave? He's a fan.
2: Yeah, something crazy like that. I do know he is a fan though. And You don't yeah. think he'd have to be to be another superhero after the uh, Daredevil fiasco. But, yeah, if this director thing is crazy, Warner Brothers is probably going to do something stupid and give the job to, like, Brett Ratner at this point.
0: Well, okay, okay. Uh, you know, it sounds like the studio is pushing hard for this 2018 release date. I mean, we still haven't heard news of them pushing back officially the Flash movie, but I think that's going to happen. It has to happen. They don't even have a director attached. But, like, this Batman movie, they are hard-pressed. They're like, we got to have this 2018 release date. I think that's kind of like what's fucking them up. I heard a rumor from 4chan which I take with a huge grain of salt, but I heard that they were wanting Matt Reeves to kind of be like David Ayer and take on not only this film but like other films in the DCEU. That was a rumor coming out of 4chan cuz like, you know, Matt Ayer is not going to be doing Suicide Squad 2, but he's rumored to be doing Gotham City Sirens, the Margot Robbie film or
2: we're going to Jeez, get- why does one person have to do the majority of the DCEU at all times?
0: I dude, I don't get it either. I mean, even uh even in the Marvel universe, they've got Kevin Feige is like their head guy. And they had Josh Whedon, they had John Favreau, they had all these other directors doing these things. And it feels like in the DCEU that we've had basically Zack Snyder, Goyer, and now Terrio doing like all these films.
2: Yeah, it's, there's just no like diversity between these films. It's like this, it's yeah. the same like machine every movie. What is,
0: what yeah. is it? What is it, Jake? I, I mean, is it, is it just that the studio is just seeing, they see, that Batman is a cash cow and they just want to put out a Batman movie one way or the other in 2018. And I understand the goal is to make money. But I also feel like the goal is also to build trust with your audience, correct? And I feel like And I don't want to sound like a Marvel fuckboy, but on the flip side, I feel like Marvel has done that. They've built trust with their audience. Like, yes, there have been some Marvel films that have been lackluster to me, dude. Like, I've not been the biggest fan of some of the Marvel films. But, like, more times than not, like, they've been hits and not misses, man. And I feel like in the DCEU that, like, you either have people that really fucking love these movies or people that really fucking hate them. And, like... In the Marvel Universe MCU, like the loud – like you can like listen to like the people that love these movies and that voice is much louder than the people that hate them.
2: How long has it been since we've had a Batman solo movie? What what year did Rises came, come out? Rises came out in 2012. Okay. Yeah, I mean this has just got to be the studio just fucking crunching, just wanting that Batman money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just can't go this long without a solo Bat movie. They just can't fucking take it.
0: Well, I mean, uh, they didn't have enough faith in the Suicide Squad movie to not have Batman in it, which I understand. Like, even I would have a problem if things are going on within the film and Batman doesn't show up. But he actually just showed up in kind of like a uh, a flashback scene, which...
2: I don't know. Yeah. I think it makes the suicide squad all the sillier that you have people like Batman and flash showing up when you have such an obvious disaster going on at the end with no side of people like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Matt Reeves, it sounds like he's on the way out. Um, I guess they're waiting for his, his head to cool before they try to start talking to him again. That look, looks like negotiations got pretty heated there, but since he's on the way out, who's in? So, Based on an old report by THR, they might have been looking at one of these two directors. Here's the quote from THR. Other directors remain in the wings, including Ridley Scott and Don't Breathe Helmer, Fetty Alvarez. So the Don't Breathe director, remember that movie with, uh, what's his name? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The guy from Avatar. The guy
0: from Avatar. Uh, Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang playing the blind guy in the house and the kids and the murder and all that shit. And then yeah. <laughs> and uh Ridley Scott. So uh <laughs> Man,
2: Ridley Ridley Scott Batman movie. That's better than Brett Ratner.
0: Why why are we not hearing George Miller? Is George Miller just kinda like fuck you, you didn't like you didn't let me make my uh you didn't let me make my Justice League movie ten years Dr- ago?
2: I think George Miller's kind of a kook, and if you let George Miller and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean if you give if you let him do it, you're letting him do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not yeah. getting George Miller to be a, like, patch director to like, <laughs> fill someone's spot.
0: Well, know? Warner Brothers is supposed to be the filmmaker's studio, right? So they, they uh, should, I they, guess, they should let it be like, exactly. It's not. That's what, <laughs> that's what we were led to believe, Jake. I'm not knocking D.C. guys. I'm knocking Warner Brothers right now, and I, I want people to fucking understand that. Like, I can go back and I can watch Superman, the Donner film. I can watch Superman 2, and I yeah. love those movies. Don't yeah, get the me proper-
2: – Yeah, the properties are good. Yes. The properties, the properties yes. are solid. Thank it's, you. It's what they're doing with the properties that's the big load of poo. Right. Basically, it's,
0: yeah, exactly. It's, they're not doing what they need to be doing with these properties. They're not giving them the justice that they deserve. Yeah, and
2: that's what makes it so blasphemous is it's like, how, how are they fucking this up? That's the fucked up
0: thing is I, it's so fucked up, Jake, that it's like, we get on here and we say that, yes, I didn't enjoy Suicide Squad. I didn't, I didn't, you know, there are parts of Batman v Superman that I did enjoy, but there's parts of it that I absolutely hate hated and yeah. it's a thing it's like we are then viewed as the bad guys like the dc fanboys view us as like the bad guys for saying these things and but but i'm gonna be honest with you these are still great characters these are fantastic characters you can go and read the Man, dc fuck,
2: fuck that bad guy shit dude because yeah. like 10 years from now when when hopefully warner brothers gets this shit right yeah then then we're the fucking heroes yeah exactly then, then it's like – because when they do it right, the DC fanboys are going to say that the thing done right is better than this crap that's going on now.
0: You're right. They're going to echo what we're saying.
2: There's no way. I, they, may, they may still succumb to the Batman v Superman era was good. They may still say that. Yes. But they won't – it won't be on a higher pedestal than when DC has finally done it right. Right, right. You know what
0: I'm saying? I agree, man. I 100% so, agree. I,
2: I mean – history history will show who's the fucking dc fanboy and who's just upset at bad movies
0: maybe maybe i just want justice for these characters because i feel like the characters aren't being portrayed the best way that they can i feel like the studio is not treating these characters with the care that they need that's how i feel i feel like Warner Brothers is basically just saying, you know what, we own comic book properties too. Marvel Studios owns comic book properties, and they are making these movies. They've got this whole universe that they've built up. Guess what? We also own com- comic book properties. So let's just fast-track everything that we've got right now and come out with the Justice League a little bit prematurely, in my opinion. And, and I just don't think it's earned right now. I don't feel like they've earned that. Batman v Superman suffered from so many problems, in my opinion. I, that it should have been Batman v Superman. As much yeah. as I loved Wonder Woman, as much as just, I love, she shouldn't have shown up in that. Doomsday should not have been in that. We're, we're, I'm just talking about the same shit that I always talk about, Jake. I'm sorry.
2: Justice League's Justice League's gonna be the, the biggest mess ever, too. Like, I've really been thinking a lot about Justice League, and, uh-huh. and I really think it is going to be almost hilarious. It's going to be such a mess because I mean, it's still it's still the same fucking people. And I think Goyer's trying to, like, listen to people and make a more fun, lighter, comical movie. Yeah. Which is something that Goyer is fucking terrible at. Like, well, any time, if you think of any Goyer movie where he tries to land jokes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, he never lands that shit. It's it's ridiculously bad.
0: Well, let's think about the last time that DC tried to do something like that. What did we get? We got a movie called Green Lantern.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just really think uh, Justice League is going to be a giant farce. When does like this on a, end? On a whole other level. When does that it ends- end?
0: When do they? When do they stop the bleeding, Jake? Because. Batman v. Superman should have been a $1 billion movie. There's no reason that Batman v. Superman gets beat out by Civil War. There's no reason for that, Jake. There's no reason that Batman v. Superman gets beat out by Deadpool. There's no reason that you get the two most iconic superheroes of all time, Batman and Superman, together on screen for the first time ever, and it gets beat out by Deadpool.
2: No, Justice League is gonna is gonna destroy it. I think Justice League is gonna be the fucking Batman and Robin. It's gonna be the nail of the, the, D- Ni- the DCE. It's the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I really think so. I, I just like it's one thing like you're saying for Batman v Superman to under, underperform as much as it did, but I think when Justice League comes out, yeah. and just gets destroyed by all this other stuff, it's just gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous.
0: Jake, we, we sound like haters right now. I don't care. We sound like haters. We sound like we sound like we don't like anything DC. We are not pro DC.
2: I am pro the DC properties and the characters, and need them in someone else's hands besides Zack Snyder and David Goyer. All
0: right, uh, I was listening to the supercast with uh, our buddies Jordan Leakin and uh, Joe Vitale, and Joe said something, uh, and I agree with him one hundred percent. We are never going to get that cyborg movie. Oh, no,
2: no. At this point, at this point, count yourself lucky if you get the fucking Flash and Aquaman movie? Yeah,
0: the Aquaman movie. Are you kidding me? Are you oh. kidding me? I mean, I, I, as, as much as I've seen pictures of Mira and uh, all this other shit, you know, they, they show us poses of, you know, Jason Momoa <laughs> holding the trident and all these things that we're supposed to be getting excited about. I watched the first few episodes of Frontier. This guy cannot hold a mu- movie by himself. It's unfortunate. Uh, I like Jason Momo as a person. I think he is, uh, he's a fantastic guy. I-, I like watching him behind the scenes. I think he's a fun guy. I, I would love to drink a beer with Jason Momo and hang out with him. But on the flip side, the guy cannot act, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, Aquaman. If Justice League doesn't sink the ship, then Aquaman will come in and fucking sweep the rest out of the sea. Are you
0: saying that Aquaman is going to drown the (laughs) DCEU?
2: Yes, yes. Yes, it is going to sink the. The DCEU. All
0: right, so yeah, not only are uh, DC Warner Brothers having issues with directors. Okay, we've seen Rick uh, Fumiyawa, the uh, dope director, leave Flash. We've seen Seth Graham Smith be kicked off the project. Phil Lord and Chris Miller they left the project um, uh, to go. They bailed to go do uh, the Han Solo film. But, uh, now. Smart move. Now, it's also being reported. They're having problems with directors, but now it's also being reported that Ben Affleck himself wants out of the role of Batman. (laughs) Recently, on Collider Movie Talk by, uh, with, uh, John Campilla, uh, he said that he's heard it from three different sources that Ben Affleck wants out. Here's his quote. Ben Affleck, make no mistake, he wants out. He doesn't want to be Batman anymore. Holy shit. We've got somebody that loves Batman saying he does not want to be Batman anymore. Guys, I'm actually hearing that he's, of course, he's contractually obligated to do the Batman film, but he doesn't want to, Jake. He wants out. He is begging Warner Brothers to cut him loose and that if he's forced to do the film, he'll do it. But after the Batman, he's done with the role.
2: Oh man. Will all these Kool-Aid drinkers still say he's the best Bruce Wayne when he's in a total phone it in Batman movie?
0: It's sad, man. It's really sad. I, I feel like the Batman they're they're forcing that 2018 release date. This movie should they should put the proper care into this. Um
2: I feel like It's they, like some fucking misery Annie Woke shit with fucking Ben Affleck at yeah. this point too.
0: They, do you Jake? Do you think that they could have kept Ben Affleck involved in this project if they would have said, you know what, Ben, take the time, take the time to make the movie that you
2: and Jeff Johns want to make, and if or come com- to a comfortable agreement? Yeah, like hey, if we give you till twenty twenty, can you promise to deliver it sometime before then? Yeah, like that—that's a more manageable. You know, the studio at least has a date that they know they're going to have something by. Yeah. And if Ben can't do it in fucking four years, and you know,
0: but come on, let, let's think about this, Jake. Like now that I've had time to think about it, I, I love. I, I really, I like Joe Manganello as an actor. I think he's a. I think he's a fine actor. I enjoyed him in True Blood. I thought he was fine in True Blood. Um, I really enjoyed him in the Pee Wee Herman movie that came out on Netflix.
2: This sounds like the perfect guy to headline a Batman solo movie it, as the villain.
0: It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> though. It doesn't though. It's if it's Batman, it needs to be the Joker, right? And yeah. what did they do with the Joker? They shit on the Joker in the Suicide Squad. In my opinion, like I, I was not a big fan of that character. I. I I was hoping. I don't know. I, I really don't know, <laughs> Jake. I don't know anymore,
2: man. Yeah, dude. Can you believe Justice League comes out this year? Fucked up, dude. It comes out in November. I know. It's like November seventeenth or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Hold Who's on. He's talking about it too. There's like no buzz.
0: Nah man. Um, I mean, well, they they've got the new uh, RC Batmobile uh, that came out. Like it's a two foot oh. long. Batmobile. It look, The Batmobile looks nice. It really does. Yeah. It looks it really good. It takes more than a
2: nice-looking Batmobile. Yeah. I mean, Batman v Superman had a nice-looking Batmobile. Yeah. I'll give it that. This movie... Oh, Jesus. A-plus on the bat, on the Batmobile in Batman v Superman.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: don't... <laughs> I don't get it, man.
0: I don't get it. I have the same problems with, uh, with the DCEU that I have, what Fox is doing with like their X-Men. Not Deadpool, but with their X-Men. I feel like... I feel like, man, I honestly feel like the X-Men, they have great characters that they could do, that they could make a great movie with those characters. And all that they've done right is what they've done with Hugh Jackman, what they've done with Xavier. Everything else has kind of been, yeah, I don't know.
2: I agree. It's a similar situation, but at least there's a few hits in there.
0: Hey, Jake, Jake. All right. Hold on. Maybe this, maybe this will lift your spirits.
2: I'm really enjoying DC news this time
0: maybe hold on maybe we don't have a director for the batman but could maybe could mel gibson direct it
2: oh, please no <laughs>
0: well, well hold on he might direct suicide squad too jake
2: i know i know i know i i guess that's cool no <laughs> come on come on already oh holy cow the studio really wants him. Like, if he says yes, the studio's all about it, from what I've read.
0: Yeah, oh, he... And 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 Mel Gibson himself has confirmed that they are in talks with him. And yes, the studio... I've also heard that he is their number one target. So I'm going to call it right now that yes, he will be directing Suicide Squad 2 if that movie does happen.
2: That seems ridiculous. Mel Gibson... Like, all opinion aside of what I think of Mel Gibson... yeah. Like, why would you make a movie like Hacksaw Ridge that is highly critically regarded? It's like Oscar nominations out the yin yang and then sign on for Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. The movie that fucking uh, it had 26 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'll yeah, do the just- I'll do the sequel.
2: This is the most preposterous story I've ever heard. Like I'm not saying it's untrue, like I believe it 100%, but I'm just I don't even know what to say. Do you, but, why, but why would he do this? Mel Gibson is a
0: controversial guy. Okay, I get it. And this Suicide Squad is part of the, it's part of the DCEU. It's part of Warner Brothers, which is a big big studio, big property. So I can see him take – I can see him taking this on. I can. For some crazy reason, I can see him doing this. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, not, I'm not hearing any good news. Like I thought that Matt Reeves joining the Batman, I thought that, yeah, that's a, it's a step in the right direction. I don't know if he can turn the ship around, but it's a step in the right direction. And one week later, Jake, we're hearing he wants out. And we're—I mean, John John Campia from Collider is saying that Ben wants out of the role of Batman. This is just—it's doomed. It just everything sounds doomed.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. The sick—the ship is sinking. I'm—I've never been more out on the DC movie verse in my life than I am at this point,
0: dude. You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be hey while everybody's hoping for a great DC movie. Um, and for those of you that have been enjoying them, more power to you. I, I hope you continue to love these movies. But me on the flip side, I'm going to be tuning in on Monday nights watching Supergirl, on Tuesday nights watching Flash, uh, and then also watching Legends of Tomorrow. That's, that's going to be my lineup for DC
2: yeah i'll be watching batman forever and batman and robin
0: <laughs> you're gonna be bat n- <laughs> bat nippling it up so yes good yes. for you all right jake let's move on into uh some star wars news and we'll wrap this bitch up we're not going to be reading emails like i promised because jake is not feeling well so maybe one of these days we'll we'll read your thoughts on the air again so yeah maybe. Prob-
2: probably not next week because logan right
0: no uh logan's not next week it's uh probably. on the third so it's in two weeks Nice, okay. Alright, time for Star Wars news.
1: God! What's saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true!
3: That's impossible!
0: All right, time for some Star Wars news. Uh, listener and friend of the podcast, Johannes Agro, he sent us a tweet about this next story. So I want to thank him, first of all, for making me aware of it. Um, I then looked to uh, MakingStarWars.net, and they also had the story that he shared with me. The title says it all. The Jedi in Star Wars, The Last Jedi, is plural according to Spanish translation.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, I still think it's, it's up in the air though. Like, cause sometimes translations are rough, you know. Also, not,
0: it's also been cur- confirmed in the French translation as well. Just gonna throw yeah. that out
3: there.
2: Yeah, we'll see. You know, it's a, it's a fictional word Jedi. So sometimes like what they have to do to, to translate to other languages may just kind of goof things up a bit.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, language expert Jake Elliott.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: Right. You, you are you are multilingual. <laughs> exactly. Sir.
2: You are. I'm not I'm not disagreeing that it translates the plural in other languages, but that just may be you know. Eh, it's fucked l- up, dude. Like half the time lost gonna, in translation. There's
0: been a couple times where I text you and you fucking reply to me in Klingon. I'm like, "Jake, I don't know Klingon.
2: Come on, man. <laughs> Come on." I know it sucks because I paid a buck 99 for that fucking set of letters <laughs> yeah you did
0: <laughs> I yeah you're right I mean I don't know I'm not gonna you know what whatever if it's plural it's plural whatever like if it's if it is plural who are they talking about? I don't know are they talking about <laughs> I don't know I don't fucking know are they talking about uh, are they talking about Ben Solo are they talking about Ray are they talking about Luke I don't know
2: whatever. Yeah, they're talking about a whole other group of Jedi that we haven't even met yet. Yeah,
0: we'll find out in December, so fucking chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out before then. All right. Uh, Yeah, so plural. Uh, A brand new entry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I like it. we covered that very thoroughly.
0: (laughs) Don't you think? We gave it the respect it deserves. Agreed. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, what, like, I, am I supposed to give you like a fucking concrete, definitive answer? Yeah, if it's if it's plural, it means maybe two or more. Whatever.
2: Yeah, I want to wait till Lucasfilm or Disney or whoever Kathleen Kennedy says officially that it means plural, and well, then I'll speculate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, guys. A brand new entry made its way into the Star Wars data bank recently, meaning. That this is canon information that I'm going to tell you. Uh, what was added to the Star Wars databank? Uh, oh, you're
2: not going to make me feel sad with the Jar Jar news, are you?
0: No, I don't. What are you talking about? Jar Jar
2: news. Oh, uh, the Jar Jar, Jar news. They revealed Jar Jar's fate. Now I got to talk about it.
0: No, please talk about this and then uh, I'll, I'll bring, I'll, I'll talk about this bullshit that I got.
2: In that uh, new book, uh, th- it's part of that aftermath series. I believe the newest one is called Empire's End. I want you to, do,
0: I want you to, when you when you reveal his fate, I want you to say this very slowly so I can uh, enjoy this, like like a uh, <laughs> like like
2: like like gungan porn, like, like yes, <laughs> like
0: like a like a like a really good cut of like prime rib or steak or you know what I mean. I I'm going to savor this, Jake. So please, please, like, I want you to break this down. If if there are gruesome details, I want you to go into full detail. Please uh, give me everything.
2: There's, there's not much. There's not much. It's just that, like I said, it's the third book from that Chuck Wendig aftermath series, Empire's End. Yeah. And um, there's an interlude chapter apparently called uh, Feed Naboo. You know where Jar Jar is from, and apparently yeah. Jar Jar is now part of the capital's political system. Okay, uh, maybe he owns his own business. Not quite. Oh, this is all speculation. In reality, he is a uh, street performer clown, <laughs> and he actually has uh, speaking lines in the book. He says, uh, "Misa Jar Jar." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to find the actual the actual part from the book
1: okay please oh my god oh my god <laughs> Misa jar jar.
2: oh wow oh yeah oh here we go here's part of the description of what jar jar does all as right. a street performer all right sometimes sometimes the gungan does different things things you've <sighs> never seen things you'll never see again
0: dude is Just he the- is he sucking dick in the alleys of
2: naboo <laughs> It's the, like the lower, dirtier section of feed. All right. Just a few days ago, he splashed into the fountain center, then pretended to have the stream shoot him way up in the air. It says, the clothes, they call him. Bring the clown. We want to see the clown. We like it how he juggles glombo shells or spits fish up in the air and catches them, or how he dances around and falls on his butt. The adults, though, they don't say much about him or to him. And no other Gungan Kemp comes to see him either. Nobody even says his name. Wow.
0: Hmm. So he ends up being, like, a street performer?
2: Yeah, he's hated by everyone, basically. Like, he's the bad guys don't want him, you know, and, and the good guys don't want him either because he's so responsible for uh, Toppatine getting into power, basically. Yeah. So he's, like, pretty much stuck as a street beggar. That's not fun. And no one likes him. That's kind of sad. <laughs> Misa Jar Jar, Misa sad. Oh man,
0: I don't know. I don't take I don't take a lot of satisfaction in that. To be quite honest with you, yeah, that's, the
2: sad fate of Jar Jar Binks.
0: That's really
2: sad. Yeah, and it's canon because it's in this Chuck Windig sky book.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm surprised you didn't. I thought that was surely where you were going here.
0: No, no. This is like com- something completely different. I had no clue about Jar Jar Banks.
2: Yeah, I saw a headline. I think it was the Verge headline, like the Verge clickbait. Yeah. was like, Windegg has given Jar Jar a fate worse than death. Wow. That's... Oh, I don't like
0: that because it's... It, I, I don't like that because it's like... As much as people hate on George Lucas, just to take, like, a creation of George Lucas and do that to him is kind of a
2: slap in the face. Yeah. Here's another Here's another section, which actually does have more Jar Jar speaking dialogue. It says, Jar Jar making Misa, some... Misa love, you, <laughs> lo- Misa love you long time. Yeah, here, I'll do, I'll do voice. I'll do voice. Here we go. <laughs> Jar Jar making some uh-oh mistakens, the Gunkin says, <laughs> explaining why he isn't wanted anywhere either. Disa Hissin Naboo. Think I helped the Uh Oh Empire? He stares into the distance, suggesting he knows, suggesting he knows more than he's saying.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jar Jar. Oh my gosh, it's kind of sad in a way. <laughs> this article calls it a Star Wars version of the Black Mirror Christmas special. I want to see a
0: short story. I want to see a canon short story where, like, he's like sucking dick on the street, and it's God. titled "Misa Love You Long Time." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sad
2: clown Jar Jar.
0: Ugh. Uh, I don't know. I don't take. I don't take much satisfaction in that now. That's that's not cool. Yeah, poor Jar Jar. Uh, what I was getting at was not Jar Jar Banks, but um, it, it was a new uh, entry made into the Star Wars databank, and uh, it's text about Kylo Ren and Ray. And the text reads: a mysterious connection seemed to link the two. So Screen Rant ran this article, and they said, here's their quote. With, this is what Screen Rant said, and I, I enjoy Screen Rant. I think that they're a, uh, they're a, a good Oh, name. they're very reputa- reputable. They're, they're reputable. They said, uh, implying that the two are not just random force users who crossed paths and actually have a bit of history with each other. Okay, I actually have problems with how they interpreted this. So basically, the the text that was added was a mysterious connection seemed to link the two, talking about Kylo Ren and Rey, and they say that the that these two have actually crossed paths and actually have a bit of history with each other. And I think they read this wrong. Um and it's kind of bizarre that they reported that because in the past they've also reported what I'm about to report is a quote from J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams in the Blu-ray commentary for The Force Awakens said, quote, one of the new relationships that we were focusing on was between Kylo Ren and Ray. They've never met, but he's heard of this girl. So they're saying that This quote is implying that they're not random force users and that they've – they have, like, this history with each other. And J.J. himself has come out and says – he says they've never met each other before, but he's heard of this girl. So I I don't think, Jake, that this is, like – it's, like, past history with each other. But I think maybe they have some sort of, like, connection when it comes
2: to maybe their lineage – yeah, I still think it, it it is possible that they have some kind of past history with each other.
0: Well, hold um, on, Jake. Keep in mind. I want you to keep in mind here in the novelization of the Force Awakens, Kylo Ren does say it
1: is you.
2: Yeah, I, and I really feel like because of that, um, the flashback scene, the uh, Ray touching the lightsaber scene from the Force Awakens, like I feel like that's the biggest evidence that they have some kind of past history.
0: What was it, What What did you say?
2: The, the flashback scene from The Force Awakens, yeah. like the, the fact that Ray is seeing Kylo Ren there. Like, I, I really think that she has some kind of history with him. Where, when did she see Kylo Ren? Well, in the flashback, right? What flashback? When she, when she touches the lightsaber with Maz Kanata. When does she see Kylo? She sees Kylo. Doesn't she see Kylo on the same planet that Luke's on? Am I crazy?
0: There's a ship that's flying away from where where she like Luke, where 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 someone dropped her off on Jakku. I don't. Isn't
2: know. Isn't that the shot where we see Kylo and the Knights of Ren?
0: Oh, we do see Kylo and the Knights of Ren. You're right. We see Kylo and the Knights of Ren. Uh,
2: in. Is it that that's flashback? the flashback that's the sequence yeah. after Ray touches the lightsaber
0: yeah I don't know I still yeah. feel like
2: how is she seeing things that she she wasn't privy to That's like a great I, I just point. I'm confused by that
0: That's a really good point you're right I don't know I I know that Luke and I think Luke knows who she is because in the movie script Luke knew who Ray was in the actual movie script they took it out. Um, of the actual film, but in the actual script, if you read the script, Luke knows who Ray was when they meet on act two. Um, and in the novelization, Kylo Ren, he says it is you, but JJ J. Abrams has said that they've never met each other before, but he yeah, knows but I who she is.
2: Pass JJ Abrams to say whatever the fuck. It's not like he's not capable of that that's true I mean this is something that's a big mystery so he's not he could say whatever just to throw you off the scent I mean, yeah. this is the guy that told us Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't con <laughs> you're,
0: yeah you're right I, you're absolutely right I'm going to concede on this one and I'm going to say that uh, there that there is a chance that Screen Rant actually is right and you're correct on this I'm I'm going to concede on this one you're absolutely right
2: so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not. But I think there is evidence to show that they do have a past history. Like, yeah. I more lean towards that than I do that they don't.
0: Yeah, and I've even gone on the record before as to saying, like, who dropped Ray off on Jakku? It could have been a young Kylo Ren. I mean, I've said that
2: in the past. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking. Hmm. Yeah, shit. I, I don't know. I, I, I do think it's a lot of misdirection, though. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's it. I'd like to read that screen rant article.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'll find the article and I can, I can send it to you through a text or, or something. So, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, fuck. God damn it. I came in here thinking like, oh my God, like screen rants totally wrong about this. But on the flip side, you're making some great goddamn points. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm glad. <laughs> No, I, I mean, yeah, you're making really good points, and I can't dispute them. Yeah, J.J. Abrams is the master of misdirection. <laughs> he really yeah, is.
2: Exactly. You can't really like. Well, J.J. Abrams said that this is that. It's right. Like, well. Right.
0: There, there, like, there's direct. There's directors like when they say something, I trust them. Like, I feel like like what they say is like I can take them at face value. James Gunn is one of those directors.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When like James Spielberg's not going to tell us a bunch of shit. Exactly. It's going to end up being lies.
0: But on the flip I'm side, to- yeah, JJ Abrams though on the flip side, I was just taking it as the fact that JJ J. Abrams said this on a Star Wars Blu-ray that like the Star Wars story group would not let him say something that's not factual.
2: Yeah, but I think the Star Wars story group would like I think they could be working hand in hand. I think Yeah, but Kennedy it's 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 is not a, is a very I, suave lady. I get and she could be all about the lie.
0: Star Trek is different. It's Paramount. Star Trek the is Paramount and it's not Disney. I it's not it's not Lucasfilm. So I don't know. You're right though. You're right though. If I'm if I'm going to go on the history of J.J. Abrams, this guy has not been 100% truthful with us
2: in the past. So. Yeah, and 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 we know how much secrecy they try to keep with Star Wars. Yes. So why wouldn't they try to throw you off the scent of stuff by telling lies? Yeah,
0: but if I if I go back and I fucking watch that fucking Star Wars: The Force Awakens Blu-ray commentary, I'm just like, fuck you, Abrams, you lying son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It all depends. Like it if yeah. it reveals a payoff that's really great and we yeah. love. Then, then congratulations, JJ Abrams, for making us not be on that trail.
0: Yeah, it's true. That's true. If I if you know, yeah, when I watch Star Wars episode 8 or episode 9 or whenever they were they they feel like revealing uh this if they've had a relationship before and if it's great, then yeah, that's fine. Yeah, props to you. Good job. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, uh, fucking fucking Abrams.
0: Yeah. Let's see
2: here. Where is my water? There it is. You know what? I'm gonna end this bitch. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're done. How about that? Yeah. You like that? Yeah,
2: man, I'm sick. We covered a lot of ground.
0: We covered a lot of ground. There, there you know, I got I got I got scenes about Star Wars episode eight and Finn and all that shit. But you know you know what? You can go to making star wars dot net and you can read that fucking bullshit yourself. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like yeah.
0: it. Yeah, are you fucking illiterate?
2: You
3: fucking <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what? Even if you are illiterate, you know what? I yeah. guarantee you, you can turn to any uh, jackass to your right or to your left, and that son of a bitch can read. So you have them go to www.makingstarwars.net, and uh you have them look up this fucking article about Finn.
2: But I need Brian Jake to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to get this week. That ain't going to happen.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, fuck
2: all that shit. We'll talk about the packaging and all that fun stuff next week. Yeah,
0: there's I don't know. It's just they're basically just talking about a scene from Star Wars Episode Eight, which we've kind of talked about in the past before. And you know what? Uh, y- the movie will come out and you'll see it. So th- there's that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jake, do we just not care anymore? Is that is that it? Are we there?
2: No, uh, it's a bad week. <laughs>
0: Dude, is this episode shit? Is it shit?
2: No, I think I think it's good. I think I think because we kept it short, it'll be good. All right, short and sweet. Short and sweet, yeah. Short and sweet. We we covered a lot of fucking ground.
0: Yeah, we did. We did. You know, it's free. It's free. You know, Jar Jar, Jar, Jar even charges for fucking blowjobs in the alleys of Naboo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not charging shit. This is a free fucking blowjob, you son of a fuck.
2: Yeah, fucking a! This isn't feed. You get it for free. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, uh, Jake. You know what? Thank you for joining me, even though you were sick.
2: Yeah. No problem, man. Fuck all these other people that they have that, that don't have the fucking stamina.
0: I know exactly. Gosh, you, you're you're like uh, you're like you're like podcasting Viagra.
2: Yeah. I would. I wouldn't miss it for the world.
0: Yeah. These fucking these these assholes that I invited to be on the podcast with their fucking podcasting erectile dysfunction. You know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're good people. I ask good people. They just had shit to do. I'm I'm asking people last moment, and now I'm chastising them. Jake, what the, what's wrong with me? What's yeah, wrong? Hit stop. Hit stop. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, all right. Just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for listening, and thank you for your patronage. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Later. Later. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that.
1: There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at a walk, Brad. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the floor.
2: It's a trap.
1: Good to toss it, good to take it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, clean and race it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. culture spill over like a vulture. Carryover over culture. pushed over. Pop culture. Hot leftovers. uncool kids. What's to say? It's already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing. That is pop culture. Leftovers that original and good have already been done before so we should separate the wheat from the chaff and we a the chaff the crap even though we're the shit woo we're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the poor kids
2: it, it, it's a trap
1: good and good and do we love it hey let's make it Breaks it, let's embrace it, Tupperware party. Subculture spilled over like a vulture carryover. culture pushed over. Pop culture left over. And with the uncool kids, what's this say's already been said. Left over. Are sure the only talent is the band that's singing this? Pop culture left over. It, it do, it? do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't embrace it. Let's embrace it, Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture leftovers. I'm mean, with the What already been said. Leftovers. The only talent
3: is the band that's singing this hot culture
1: leftovers.